Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome back to Heartblend Podcast. And today, we're going to focus on if you have lost your pet and if they are currently missing. I want to share with you that I truly do understand how you feel as I just went through this whole entire experience just a week ago. And when I say the feeling is confusing, it hurts, it's frustrating, and it's scary. So I want to share my testimony with you, but I also want to share with you real guidance physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And this will not be just like a rainbows and unicorns type of situation. This is a very serious, helpful episode to help you truly get through this experience. I never want anyone to experience that, even though it happens every day. Pets are always lost, quite often times. So I want to just be able to be here for you to share with you the best way to handle this. First of all, I want you to know that even though maybe you feel like it was your fault, maybe you shouldn't have left the door open, maybe if you were paying more attention, they wouldn't be missing, and all of these things, that we have to put that aside. Acknowledge those feelings, but put them aside for now, because we have to focus on bringing your pet home. So I want to make a note to keep this in mind. When it comes to your pet being lost, you should fight, you should pray, and you should surrender. And that will get you through. Many times, people are often telling you to just be positive and think good thoughts that your pet will come home. And sometimes that is always the case. Oftentimes it is. And sometimes that's not always the case, and sometimes pets stay missing. So we have to be aware, and we have to not only try our best to be positive, but to also be aware that there are other outcomes that may happen. So let's start off with prayer. Prayer is something very powerful that we a lot of times underestimate. And what you can do in the situation is I want you to get into a deep state of prayer. Light a candle and focus on the picture of your pet. Whether it's a cat or a dog, look at their photo and pray. Pray that they're protected. Pray that they are safe. And pray that they will come home. Pray that they will come home to you safe and sound. Pray every moment you can to bring them back home. Included with that prayer is meditation. Meditating. Take some time to go in deeply and close your eyes and take a deep breath and visualize having your pet back home with you. Visualize you holding them 
and kissing their noses and rubbing them and playing with them and feeding them. Visualize all of those wonderful things as they come back to you. Help guide them to bring them home. The next step is to fight. We have to fight for our animals. If you just go the entire route of just thinking positive and doing nothing, we lose our chances of bringing them back home. They need our assistance. They need our help to bring them back. But included in this fight, I want you to utilize all things that are coming up to you. Utilize advice given from others. Speak to neighbors. Ask if they've seen your pet. Post a photo online if you feel called to do so. Share with your neighbors what is going on and allow for them to help you. They may share some information with you that may help you with bringing your pet back home. Just listen to it. Sometimes you may receive information that does not resonate with you and you have that choice to listen to it or not. It doesn't hurt to utilize it, but if it doesn't resonate with you, it's probably not accurate. So that's something to take into account as well. Fight for them. Put their food outside. Put something that they are familiar with outdoors. Put out their favorite toy. If you have a cat, put out their litter box or put out something that has their scent on it. You can also put out a shirt that you've worn throughout the entire day and you can place that out as well to help bring your cat back to smell your scent. This will help to bring them back. If you're missing a dog, dogs oftentimes are found pretty quickly because they are less prone to being able to climb trees or getting to storm drains or they usually are much bigger or if they are smaller they can just easily be found because most of the time we don't deal with a lot of stray dogs especially dogs that look like pets so in this case it's probably a good idea to really connect with people more than your instincts when it comes to your dog if your dog is missing because dogs are definitely uh, very social and they will trust humans a little bit more than cats so just keep that in mind because that's something that could be happening someone could have taken your dog in and be caring for them someone could have taken your dog to the shelter someone could have taken your dog to an animal hospital either or many times people are very honest when it comes to pets so just really try your best to connect with as many people as possible if your dog is missing the next thing to do in your fight is to not give up don't give up when you feel that all odds are against you it feels like you should give up like all these fears come up and you have every reason to just give up but if you truly love your pet you truly love your animal I don't even like calling them pets honestly but if you really love your fur family do not give up on them they need you and they need you more than ever and the last step in this situation is to surrender completely surrender and when you've done all that you can 
when you've given your fight the best fight, when you've gone the extra mile as much as possible, when you're completely exhausted and your hands are tied, it is time to surrender and give it to God or wherever you decide to label God as, spirit, universe, source, but give it, give it to God, give it. Only that will be able to protect and bring back your animal at that point. So I want to go into a story with you, and this is my testimony about what happened to me recently. I have a cat. I have a beautiful cat. She's all black with a little touch of white on her neck, and her name is Cleo. Well, recently I had experienced, it seemed like, you know, things were starting to go wrong. And I woke up one morning and I could smell gas. I started to smell gas coming from my air vents. And I thought, wait, is that gas? Like, it kind of took me off for a minute. I was like, how, what, what, like, what's happening? And the more and more I was in the house, the gas smell was becoming stronger. And I began to get scared. I, I was worried that we would suffocate or, or something would happen or the house could catch on fire at any moment. I, I just couldn't believe this was happening. And I called the gas company and they said, you need to get out of there immediately. You've got to evacuate. And I thought, oh my God. So at that point, I knew I had to get out of the home and I could not leave my animals in the house. Now, mind you, Cleo has never been back outside since I brought her in. I'm just not one of those cat owners that likes their cats who roam around freely and, you know, all of those kinds of things. We have coyotes that live, you know, very close by. They do come out. We have dangerous situations and it's not safe for cats to just really be out. My dog, on the other hand, is extremely trained. I've had him since he was six weeks old and he's one of those dogs that I can open the door wide open and I could bring in groceries in the house and he will just sit there and he will not run out. So I had two situations and in my mind I thought, you know, I've got to get my cat out first because she's going to take the longest amount of time. She hates this carrier that I have. I bought this carrier from a neighbor because at the time I just, I didn't even know if I was going to keep the cat. I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on a you know, all these things. I just wanted to get something. Well, the carrier that she had was from her former cat that had passed away. I cleaned it as much as I could, but my cat simply hated this carrier. She just hated it. And uh, I had no choice. I had to put her in that carrier for us to get out of the house. So I tried to put her in and oh, she just was not having it. She was clawing my arm. My arm was just covered in scratches and bleeding and I tried to put her in and she just kept fighting and I was like oh I don't have time we have we've got to go so I I said okay I'm going to put my dog's leash on her so I put my dog's leash on my cat and I picked her up and I put her in the car I then went back inside to go get my dog at this point I don't have another leash so I have to grab my dog. I grab my dog 
and as I'm going to the door to the car, I open the door and my cat decides to jump out and runs very fast down the street through a parking lot. I live in a townhouse, so she went past way down the street and I was like, no, I couldn't. I was just like, oh my God. So I closed the door to my car and I ran as fast as I could. I tried to run after her. And as I got closer, I saw her by a bush and I started to step towards her and she was just so freaked out and so scared. She jetted again and then it was almost as if she just vanished. It was like she just disappeared. And I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't continue to look for her because my dog is now sitting in my car on a hot summer day. The gas man is coming to turn off the gas. I had to go back to everything else. I live completely by myself with my animals, so I had to take care of that. So I go back and I get my dog. The gas man comes. I'm in tears. I'm crying I'm upset and the gas man turns the gas off we get the gas to turn off the regulator was broken on the gas and that's why the gas was coming through the air vent I was like oh my gosh my friend comes over and he helps me look for my cat and we're searching everywhere we searched for many hours and to make matters worse there were the landscaper men. I mean, landscapers with the weed whackers and the leaf blowers, which I know totally freaked her out. And then to make matters worse, we get a major storm and a storm happens. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. She could be anywhere right now. I mean, I was just like crying so hard and I was just visualizing all of these terrible things. And I I was like, okay, well, maybe she remembers, maybe she remembers, you know, how to get here and hopefully she'll come back and she'll come get her food and, you know, and I, uh, I hoped that, you know, she had a special time for dinner that maybe she would make her way home by that time she didn't I set up I had a camera set up in the back and never saw her and uh, I was like oh my gosh she did not come back so I tried the next day and I uh, I got up early in the morning and I checked again and I called for her Cleo 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 I tried to take her toy and uh, with me outside and I talked to so many neighbors and they were so supportive and they um they told me some advice they said well leave her litter box out to help her find her way back home and put out some food so I said okay so I put that out and um I attracted lots of cats but not my cat and, uh, just, it was so devastating that all these cats came, but not her. So I was walking my dog, and I noticed that there was a cat that was on my back porch. And it wasn't my cat. It was from the other, another neighbor. And I thought, oh man, I'm wondering when this cat walked to my porch. So I looked on my, uh, camera. 
I looked on the camera that was set up and I noticed it didn't record that. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I, I saw that cat on my porch and you mean to tell me it did not capture that at all? So I thought, okay, we have a glitch here. And then I thought, wait a minute, I have a second camera that I can use. So I went and I got the other camera and I set it up. And previous to this, I kid you not, the camera would not work. It was like it was registered under a different username that I had that I got locked out of. And it was like it, I, it never worked. And now it worked. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I set up the camera and everything. And when I say the amount of activity I caught on that camera compared to the other one was night and day. I saw far more cats that came to my door, but still, never my cat. By this time, it had been about two days, and I remember that I had a dream that night, the second night that she was missing. I dreamt that she was sleeping on top of water in my bathtub as I was taking a shower. In the dream, I thought, oh, she's close by, and she's right by me, and she was sleeping. And then as the dream went on, I saw that she was at the very bottom of the bathtub and the bathtub had become 10 feet deep. It's as if she was sleeping at the very bottom of the bathtub, full of water. I did not know exactly what to make of this dream. I thought, oh gosh, does that mean she drowned? Does that mean she's, what does that mean? What does it mean? I didn't know. But I knew it meant something. Because I've had so many experiences with dreams and I knew that it meant something. So the next day I went back out. This time it's been three days and still no Cleo. And so many people will say, just be positive, be positive. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> How? How can I be positive right now when my my beloved, maybe it doesn't mean that much to you, but my cat means a lot to me. And I thought, how? How, is, am, I, how am I going to get my cat back? It's been three days. She's still gone. And I felt like I gave my cat the best experience I could have given her. I always cooked her food. I, I try to show her so much love. And I thought, you know, why would she run away from me? Why would she run? And then I began to feel frustrated. I felt like, man, you know, I gave so much to this little cat, and this cat doesn't even care. Like, he just ran away from me like that. Like, wow. <laughs> felt betrayed, kind of. <laughs> I was just so upset. I didn't know what to make of it. And then I felt like I was getting nothing. I felt like I was getting nothing. I did get a little bit of a message that I kept receiving. And when I say I received a message, is when I receive a repeating word, a repeating message from multiple different sources, that's how I know it is a message from God. And that message was patience and trust. My sister had said it. Many people that I didn't even know said it. They said, just trust that she'll come back. And I'm like, oh my God, how? How? <laughs> 
And I went through a range of emotions every single day from being scared and sad and angry and fearful and frustrated. And this also is something that was a part of my growth because when it comes to my attachment style to things, whenever I feel a deep sense of pain, I become very avoidant to it to move away from that. And so many times I wanted to just, just like, well, just, just give up. Just, it's, it's over. She's gone. She's not coming back. I don't believe it. She's not coming back. And then it seemed like I just couldn't. I couldn't give up. And a lot of people were telling me to, you know, make sure you put up a missing poster. And I had seen so many missing cat posters and it was not giving me any sense of peace or relief or anything. And something just said, don't don't do that don't do that don't make a missing poster I didn't want to bring more attention to the fact that she was missing and so by this next day it's been four days now I changed my attitude and I thought you know what I've got to stop focusing on her being missing and I've got to focus on her being home and I thought I gotta make this situation more comfortable for her to come home. So I got rid of everything she hated, which was that carrier. And I'm like, this carrier does me no good. She's terrified of it. It has old energy from a cat that is now deceased, and it doesn't work. So I took that carrier to an animal shelter, and I decided to thoroughly clean my home. I cleaned my home. I cleansed my space, I burned some candles, and I, I prayed, and I prayed to remove all negative energy within my home. And I tried to calm my spirits, and I tried to bring upon positive energy as much as I could. I came across many meditations and many prayers and affirmations, many practices of bringing cats back or bringing your pets back. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. So I tried really hard. Focus, focus on bringing her home. And one of the meditations I listened to asked for me to visualize helping her find her way home. I thought, you know what, at this point I'll try anything. And being that I'm a very spiritual person and a person that's totally in tune with meditation and everything, it totally wasn't out of the norm. So I did that. I was hoping I would check my camera. Still no Cleo. <laughs> then one day I just said, you know what? I'm just going to make peace with the situation and I'm just going to have to accept that she may just not come home. She may just not come back and I just have to accept that. So I went to sleep and I woke up. Something woke me up at 4 a.m. Something it's almost like I just got a jolt of energy and I threw my clothes on and I ran outside and I called for Cleo and I called and I called and I called and there was this little cat that was a black cat and I thought it was her but it wasn't it was very fluffy but he was there by my side as well as many other cats were by my side that helped me to feel at ease and I called for her. And then I heard 
And I was like, oh, Cleo, Cleo, Cleo. And I called for her and I ran and I heard her from the storm drain. I could literally hear my baby crying from underneath the street. And I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going, how am I going to get my cat out of this storm drain? I tried to bring her closer to me, so I, I put some cat food in the storm drain, and I called for her, and I could hear her crying back to me, but I couldn't see her, but I knew it was her. She has a very distinct meow because she can't meow very loudly, so I knew it was her. And that gave me a little bit of hope because now I knew my baby was alive. I knew that Cleo was alive, I knew that she could meow, and I knew that she was close by. So by the next day, I called a plumbing service to come out. They opened up some of the storm drains. They put a camera in there, but no Cleo. She was nowhere near. And I was like, how is this going to work out? Like, I was just like, come on. <laughs> so the next day, I kept calling for her, but I still didn't find her this point now it is Sunday and I received a fortune cookie and it said write a letter to one who is distant and I was like whatever but then I thought about it I said you know what at this point I have nothing to lose so I wrote a letter I wrote a letter to Cleo and I'll read this letter to you to my beloved Cleo, I miss you so much. I miss your morning wake-up calls, your kisses, your purrs, kissing your nose, rubbing the sides of your belly. I miss you reminding me to take breaks, to feed you and Tucker. I miss you loving Tucker, and we all sleeping together. I miss your warm breath, your silky fur, and your green loving eyes. I would love to see your face again and hold you close. I would love to play with your favorite toy with you. I pray for your safety and protection every single day. I love you, Cleo, and I just want you to come home and be with Tucker and I. We both love you very much. My heart will never leave you, even if I slow down in my search. I am putting it all in God's hands. Be well, safe, and at peace. I love you, Mom. I wrote that on August 9th. After I wrote that letter, I then sat with God. I sat in this chair outside, and first I wrote down all of my worries. I wrote down all of my fears. I wrote down all of the things blocking Cleo from coming home, and I burned it. I burned that letter because that was everything that was keeping her from coming to me spiritually and emotionally. And after that, I wrote a letter to God and I asked for God to please bring her home. I wrote it out and I just asked for God's blessing. I put the letter into this pot that I have that's sprouting all these wonderful plants. It's like a little special garden, a sacred garden space. So I folded up the letter to God and I placed it in the garden. I went to sleep, and I went to sleep about mm, midnight, 
I woke up again with that same jolt as before. And I checked my camera immediately. But this time I had woken up about 4.30. And I checked it and I saw, I couldn't believe my eyes. It was like seeing a unicorn. I, I couldn't believe it. It was her. It had her collar. It was her. I couldn't believe my cat was here, alive, and to my home. I could not believe it. And I, I threw my clothes on and I ran outside and I called for her. But I could not find her. I checked all the storm drains and I had put more food in the storm drains. And I couldn't find her. I called for her everywhere and I couldn't find her. I got flashlights, I checked the bushes, nothing. It was like, where did she go? So I went back to sleep after about an hour and a half. At least I, I felt some joy. I felt some hope and some peace that maybe it's true. Maybe my cat really will come home. And so I was really excited. The next morning I woke up at about 1.20 a.m. I checked my camera again. It was about 12.49. I saw Cleo again on the back porch. I jumped up and I was like, okay, maybe I'll get her. And you know what I said? I said, this ends now. This ends now. She is coming home now. I demanded that she is coming home. And I went and I put on my shoes and she popped her little head into the window. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. She's right here. I'm not, I don't even have to go search for her. Like, this is awesome. And I went to the door and I opened the door and she ran away. And I was like, are you kidding me? How am I going to find mostly a black cat at two o'clock in the morning that is hiding from me? I called for her again and I searched and I could not find her. And I was like, oh my gosh, will this end? How is this, how is this going? How am I going to get my cat back? So I felt a little bit defeated because I'm like, how am I going to get my cat back if she doesn't even recognize me, if she's running away from me? And I went back inside. My dog started barking at me. He started barking and I said, fine, do you want to go out? Let's go out. I took my dog out and I'm just walking. At this point, I called her a few more times, but I had almost just given up. And something literally just turned my head to the left and I saw a silhouette of a cat in a bush. And I said, Cleo, Cleo, Cleo. And I could see that the cat was looking at me, but the cat was not coming. And I said, Cleo, it's okay, it's okay, it's mommy, it's mommy, it's okay. And I did this for literally like five minutes. And my dog ran up to her. He was very excited. He started jumping around. And I said, Cleo, it's mommy. Cleo, it's mommy. Come on. It's okay. It's okay. It's safe. It's safe to come home. It's safe to come home. You are protected. It's okay. And then she started to meow back to me. And she said, meow, meow, meow. I said, it's mommy. It's okay. I said, it's totally okay. It's mommy, I promise. And then it clicked in her mind that this was my family. 
she came walking up to me and she noticed it was me and she smelled me and she twirled around and she jumped up and she rubbed against me and she was so happy. She was so happy. And at that point, I had to make a choice. Was I going to pick her up and risk her freaking out again and running away or what can I do? So I told her, I trust you. Follow me home. She followed me home, but she took an alternative route. She went through the side, through bushes, and she met me on my back porch. I opened my back door. She smelled inside, and she walked right in. She ran upstairs to check if everything was really home, and she came right back downstairs, and she was immensely happy. She grabbed her toys, she rubbed her face on her toys, and she was rolling around, just so happy to be home. She had some scratches and nicks on her face, and her feet were very badly scabbed, but ultimately, she was okay. I could not believe that experience. That experience taught me so much. It taught me that even though something may feel hurtful, something may feel very painful, that you have to push through it and you have to commit to it. And I committed to it. Even all those times I wanted to just run away, just like her. I wanted to run away from the experience it was so painful. I wanted to just dismiss it altogether, but I couldn't. God wouldn't let me. The spiritual experiences of all of the odds that there are so many reasons I shouldn't have my cat. So many reasons why I could have just never seen that cat at my back door to know that one camera wasn't working to tell me to set up another camera. All of the, and that cat, by the way, has never come to my back door since and never came to my back door before. All of the experiences that woke me up in the middle of the night, at times I would never wake up. And the times that I woke up, she was nearby every single time. And I didn't have the same story as many people when they say, yeah, the cat just showed up on my back porch and was crying to come inside and I came inside and I like nothing ever happened. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. In fact, yes, my cat did come to my back porch, but when I came to the door, my cat ran away. And I could have easily walked right past her and never saw her. But I did. And now I have my cat home. And she is perfectly safe. She is cuddled with me. She won't leave my side. Not a moment. And I am just extremely grateful. And I will be sharing an episode after this episode on healing after you lose a pet. But I wanted to share this with you because miracles do happen. And if you are truly, truly bonded with your animal, if you truly care about your animal, if you are truly wanting your pet and your baby to come home, and you believe that they can, you must pray, you must fight, but you should also surrender to allow for assistance that is beyond your control. And I pray that if you lose your pet, that you have them back in your arms, safe and sound. 
So now, completing this episode, I want to share with you a very special guided meditation on bringing your animal and your pet back home safe and sound, because miracles do happen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Heartblend Podcast.